We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I was going to the Hamptons for, for Labor Day weekend or Memorial Labor Day. And I had seen a pic, a video, like a boomerang of her in the Hamptons at some point a few weeks earlier. So I thought that I would use that as like a something to talk about, but it just came off super douchey. I was like, you gonna be in the Hamps this weekend? I think oh, it- yeah. <laughs> It's really bad looking back on it. But Did you call it the Hamps? I called it the Hamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's over here like, I'm going to bang her emoji, and she's like, absolutely not. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. It's Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. What's going on? What's up? How are you? You know, you look tan. I am tan. Thank you. I'm fucking jealous. I'm burnt. I'm burnt. You're tan. No, mine is completely fake. I oh, you do self tanner all year round. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you what my actual natural hair color is, but I definitely don't know what my skin tone is. Do you use spray or do you go to a tanning bed? I know um, you used to tanning, but we've talked about... We have. We used to talk about how I'm definitely getting cancer and I'm reconsidering it because I want to be tan again. But in the interim, I just use all... like There's two or three different kinds of self-tanner. I mix them. You know, it's like it's, uh, the tanning booths, they are cancer coffins. Yeah. Um, but... I gotta feel like self-tanner. It's not probably not great to add all those chemicals, right? It can't be, especially when you've been doing it for 15 years. I mean, Skylar, you have a lot of confidence. So this is just an interesting... The confidence comes from the fact that I look You're bronzed. Yes. <laughs> You're like, the fact that I'm a sun-kissed goddess in January in New York City... Yeah. Where do you think any of this comes from? I would I be, will ask for the manager. I will. I would be a shell of a human being if I wasn't wearing hula by benefit right now. 
So oh, that's what you use sometimes. See, that's the thing. I don't really have I used to. I don't have a dedication to a self tanner or a bronzer. I kind of jump around. My favorite forever was Banana Boat Summer Color in Deep Dark Tan. And then they took the dye out of it. So probably because it causes problems. Well, I hadn't experienced any of that and they'd kept the dye in for like 12 years. So they took it out recently and like to the point where I bought it. I'm like, this isn't the same. But then I bought it again and I'm like, this still is not the same. This is like officially a thing. So then I emailed them and I asked them to put the dye back in. Also, and in the interim, they're like, no, the formulation hasn't changed or the results shouldn't change. It's just like we've made it healthier. I'm like, see, that's not what I'm asking for. I want the results and I got nothing out of it. So then I was looking on like the black market of the internet for any case I could buy of the old stuff. That is, you needed an intervention. I did. And I had to get it by starting to use Jergens and all the other ones. And they're fine, but like, mm. That is so funny. Who the fuck do you email? Like Jeff at bananaboat.com? Like, <laughs> I, you- I think it was just a customer service thing. <laughs> and then I was like, it was a dark month or so. I was leaving reviews places. Like I was on Ulta. I'm like, this used to be my favorite, but not anymore. It was yeah, all CBS over it. in West Village has a two star because Skylar couldn't get her banana boat. Uh, See, no, I wouldn't bring, blame the retailer. I blame the company itself because they did it. They took it out. I love that. I love when reviews have like pictures to supplement it. They're like really angry reviews. And mm-hmm. then it's just like a photo that's horrific. Did you post your... I didn't post a photo because it wouldn't have mattered. Like I didn't have a before picture of when I did use it. Because to be fair, a lot of my most tan photos are from college when I was using this stuff. So basically it was a cocktail. You would shower. I would douse my body in this lotion. Then go to the tanning bed in my apartment complex in college, then burn the lotion into my skin, and then go out for the night. Have you been to a skin doctor? Like, can you measure that? Oh, yeah. I've been to a dermatologist. Like, I went last year fully prepared because you have to go. You can't go in the summertime because it's a little, like, I mean, you're going to be tan-ish no matter what. You can't go to where? To a dermatologist. Like, they, if you're going to get a skin check thing, they expect you to go either, like, January, February, or October, November. So I went at the end of the summer and nothing. She's like, you're actually good. I'm like, are you sure? And they like get in there. Like this girl was like looking for moles in places that I've never even seen on my own body. And I was apparently set. Interesting. I I mean, for me, it's like tanning is kind of like smoking. Yeah. It's like, what are you guys doing? No offense. Right. But you don't go to a tanning bed anymore. You just poison your skin via liquid. Yeah, I do it topically. I'm so lazy. Like, I just started moisturizing my legs because they were so dry. It was, it, you know, it. it this is a problem. <laughs> but even now, I'm like, I'm too lazy. I'm just like, I'm so lazy to even bend over and lotion my legs. That is a whole workout. That's yeah. a full body workout. That's so yoga. Med- and with lotion, with tanning lotion, you have to keep it pretty even. Yes. And that is something I would definitely not be doing. I mean, it takes practice. I will tell you I that. would look like a Dalmatian if I use self-tanner. <laughs> I just have dark spots like randomly. But I guess if you've been doing it since your whole since life. Since birth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you've gotten pretty good at it. Yeah. It's the people who turn orange in my head that I'm like, when you look in the mirror, yeah. what do you see? Right. It, it's like girls who have who would do makeup and put the white under their eye. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand how girls will take photos or look in the mirror and then continue to do, do they think do they not see it? I don't know. 
I guess sometimes when I go out, I'm like, I look good in this outfit. And then I see a photo and I'm like, oh, where was that? Yeah. What, what, what angle did <laughs> I miss when I was getting ready? Yeah. Oh, a front on clear angle. Yeah. Why is that? Is my mirror dirty? <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting when because you're not orange, but you, you'll see someone who's orange and you're like, who missed this? Yeah. It, did you miss it? Did the person working in the tanning booth? Were they no just one wanted to say anything to you? Because again, at the tanning booth, like even if you do come out orange, you just paid for it. So they don't care. And they're probably a little orange too. Everyone that works there is really, really tan because you get it for free. I have considered that as a side gig, by the way. Is being... Working at a tanning bed. And then I'm like, you know what? I just do not like people in retail. Also, you'd just be supplementing an addiction that you don't need to do. Right. Like, you'd be making, what, $10 an hour to be, what, spending $15 an hour on this? Pretty much. Yeah, on products? Yeah. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Uh, my friend in college, and uh, I say that friend loosely because she was an insane person, but, uh, you know, freshman year, you, like, make friends, yeah. and then sophomore year, you realize... You come to your senses. You're like, oh, never mind. You're like, like, I'm not new here anymore. You're like, I don't miss my mom as much. Yeah. She hooked up with this guy. She did the spray tan and then she hooked up with this guy and the next morning he thought she shit the bed because it was like completely brown. Oh, no. And she had just like her self-tanner had gotten everywhere. But I was like, what does it say about you and the guy really that his first where his mind jumped first was she shit the entire bed? Yes. I guess guys don't know about self-tanner, like, spray tans, but I just felt like, what a jump. Right. Well, also, I don't mean to get, like, legally blonde on everyone here, but she clearly didn't wait the prerequisite eight hours to let it, like, set in. You're supposed to do it, wait eight hours, like, rinse a little bit of, of it off the next morning, and then go on with your life. I actually have never gotten a spray tan because things like, stories like that terrify me. Yeah. And I also, just... like, those get streaky and, like... I know. That's the thing is I would fucking go get it. I could just, I've never gotten a spray tan either. Yeah. I've like almost, but then I'm like, I'm going to be the type of person who's going to go get a spray tan. And then my fucking ADD, I'll be like, oh, let me just walk around and get an ice cream cone. Yeah. And I'm going to have streaks or I'm going to be like, oh, I'll be fine. I can work out. It'll and be I'm like the one sweaty day ever. Like you yeah. could do this in February, but then randomly it'd be like, oh, it's 70 degrees today. You're like, Jesus. And then you just have streaks of sweat all down your back and everything. It's just not. Not Actually, that it. happened to my other friend, too. It was, she got it done in D.C. on a hot day and then got into an Uber. Mm. And she said her thighs were sweating so bad the back of her legs came off in the Uber. And she was like, it was clearly a new car. And <sighs> it was like light seats. And she got self-tanner all over. And I'm like, yet girls keep going back. So I know two friends with stories like that. Yes. Yet it's such a pop. It's an industry. Yes. Well, because everyone thinks they're like, well, I'm not going to give myself cancer, so I'm just going to look like a fucking idiot instead, and they get a spray tan. It's not worth it to me. Like, lotions work. Burning your skin definitely works. And if all you're trying to do is, like, do it for a wedding or something where you just need to look slightly browner than you normally are, I promise you one or two sessions in a tanning bed is not giving you skin cancer. <laughs> well, that's a slippery slope. Let's not listen to Skylar's skincare line. Listen, uh, guys, I know a lot. Um, I've just never cared about that enough to upkeep. I don't know. Whenever I see like a very put together woman, all I can think about is the amount of time she put into it. Yes. Like whenever I see a girl who's like literally perfect, I'm like, I'm exhausted for you. Yeah. You must have such an easy job. Right. Like, I guess I shouldn't be so judgmental and sound like such a bitch. I'm like, I hate pretty girls. <laughs> uh, you have nothing going on. That's why you're pretty. 
like when I got my Botox, I'm being such a fucking hypocrite. I'm like, girls do stupid shit. I got Botox. Um, <laughs> that wasn't for stupid though. That wasn't first. I got headshots. So, um, to audition for, I recently auditioned for a meatball, uh, the voice of a meatball. I'm oh. sorry. It was a voiceover. Didn't get it. It was two lines. Even with the Botox? I didn't get it. Hmm. Anyway, back to the, my main point, which is I got Botox and the girl who worked the front desk was beautiful, gorgeous. You yeah. know, she had a Louis Vuitton bag and she just had everything done. And I was just like, how do you, how does this add up? Like yeah. you have so much going on. You're wearing all designer, yet you're the front desk person at this I guess money and she probably has a hot boyfriend. And I was just going to say, definitely has a sugar daddy in there or a dad who works at Goldman Sachs. Okay. Do you have a crazy bitch of the week? There's so much just shit from the Grammys that would probably be an easy target, but I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? I didn't Grammys? watch it. Of course I didn't watch it. Did you watch Dua Lipa's performance? No, but I heard it was amazing. Okay, here's the thing. I was on Twitter today and it was like, is Dua Lipa a bad dancer? People were saying she's a bad dancer. Probably. But, okay, I was like watching it and there were moves where I was like, God, she is so fucking talented. And then like she would bust out and like shake her hips in a way that I'm like, maybe she's a shitty dancer. (laughs) And then I was like, maybe I'm being judgmental. So then I'm on Twitter and Dua Lipa's trending and half of Twitter is like, she's amazing, she's amazing. And then other half is like, what the fuck is up with Dua Lipa's dance moves? (laughs) And I was like, that's how I felt. There were moments. But I was like, you know what? She is so fucking talented. And her performance was so good that, yeah, some of her moves, you're like, you know. But she's a singer. She's yeah. not She's not a dancer she first. She to be a dancer. Yeah. And she has like, I don't know. She, I love Dua Lipa so much. I think she's like, she ch- really changed the breakup game. Yes. You know, like. Where they were like peppy. And then you're like, yeah. wait, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, don't start now. Literally changed my life. Yeah, uh, because like before, it's like Adele. Obviously, she's a great. It's a great art- artist to cry to. But at some point, you got to move on from the breakup. And Adele I think- is like the first week and a half when you just like I'm gonna let myself wallow and it's fine. Like you should do that. That's healthy. But then you need to do a leap on like the following Wednesday to be like, okay, you know, I need to change my pants and eat something else. I'm gonna throw on Dua Lipa. Maybe like shower, go for a run walk just get moving get mm-hmm. out of your apartment get out of your headspace and that's what do do a leap is for well do you ever get so high that you sound like every time i'm like very high every song sounds like the soundtrack to my life right so i feel like that if i'm very high it's like oh this is a pivotal point in my character mm-hmm. aka me mm-hmm. my journey is, aka my every day yeah is <laughs> dancing to this this song and so i really respect Dua Lipa. however some of her dance moves were not great. It's interesting though when dancers are ba- or singers are bad at dancing because a lot of it's like counting and beats and rhythm, yeah, and rhythm. And it's like shouldn't you have rhythm if you're a musician? But maybe not. A lot of them yeah. too. I like Taylor Swift was a terrible dancer, horrible dancer. She got better, but not, I think she just took lessons. But she's still pretty bad. Yeah, maybe because she's such a gangle, like a gangly human that it's like her limbs are too long and she's so thin that it was like I don't know. And that's kind of how Dua Lipa's so thin and she's like. Uh, just like long limbs, just praying mantis. Yeah, limbs. yeah. It must be hard to be dancing in a bikini and still look good. Yeah, there's that too. I'm like Jesus. I just feel like people want to critique everything, and that it's like hard to do with her. Like yeah. she didn't say anything offensive, so they're like, "What else can we get her for?" Yeah, like well, there's got to be something. Yeah, but that was the only performance I watched. But she's, I mean, that's the first concert I want to go to when this. Oh, is fuck up. yeah! But I'm like so embarrassed because I like love Dua Lipa to the point where I'm like, "Am I 15?" Yeah. Like, how do I not have 
a you know i i now my food palette i guess has matured i would say like i enjoy yeah. like we've moved on from bagel bites exactly well mm. not moved on like i would buy them on the way home but yeah, like, exactly i know what you like do you want to have salmon on your salad it's like i actually hate salmon i, I hate don't know this too. point is really it's falling you all off. get it yeah it's like my palate has enriched. However, with music, I like try to like cool band, you know, whatever Led Zeppelin, whatever the teens are wearing that and aren't listening to. And I just, I don't know. It's like Dua Lipa. I like Taylor Swift. I like all that bullshit. And I don't, I, I don't know why. Taylor Swift, if she made anything past the year 2012, I stopped liking it because I, she got too much money and too much fame. Well, she was just, I don't, like, I can't do the whole folklore thing, like, and Evermore and all that shit. Like, I couldn't tell you one song off of those albums. Well, you just did. Folklore is a song. All right. Well, I don't know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, like, why are we having wind chimes in a song now? I don't know. It's like, yeah, her new album. For who? Exactly. She's like, yeah, I went to the woods and did this. It's like, maybe come out of the woods. Yeah. Are we out of the woods yet? Also, Taylor Swift song. <laughs> you seem to know a lot more about this than you're letting on. I like on. Taylor Swift. I just, her new albums have been total bullshit now i'll always like inch i'll always listen to her album but i'm not like anticipating it yeah i'm not waiting actually to bring that up too i love rihanna rihanna is the same thing where i'm like you can do no wrong in my eyes she is the perfect human being and i love her and everybody that's giving her shit recently for not like releasing an album i'm like but i'm good like you could have chopped it off at umbrella and i'd be fine i'm glad you didn't because i love the whole anti-album I don't need her to make any more music because I'm really good with what she's done so far. Yeah, I also just feel like, I think we have talked about this before, but with Rihanna, it's like she has proved herself as a musician and she's so talented. Now she's in the beauty industry. I just bought some Fenty lipstick, lip stain. It it really stains more than just your lips. It really stains everything. Um, (laughs) But it's good. And I just like that she's... um, has her thing going it's like why would she dip her toes back into music only to be treated like shit like Dua Lipa yeah fucking danced her fucking heart out was it the best no but she certainly danced like she danced like no one was watching there are posters about that okay (laughs) so why why suddenly everyone's criticizing her the amount of white women who have danced like no one's watching in their bedroom or on their fucking coffee cup and then to say Dua Lipa is a bad dancer it's like she's just following your orders yeah maybe take down your fucking bullshit sign exactly um I don't know. I just think it. Why would Rihanna go? Why would Rihanna do that? I don't think she needs to. If Rihanna got famous really young, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like how Lady Gaga is doing mu- mu- movies now. Yeah. Lady Gaga. I'm sorry. I want to retake that because I, I hate when I stumble. It's like how Gay. <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> it's like how Gady Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga does movies now. It's like she's just transitioning in her career because at some point people are going to be like, enough with the music. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift. Yeah. But. but We've all seen Valentine's Day. Taylor yeah, Swift, not an actress. Not an actress. And honestly, neither is Rihanna. See, you need to find the faults in people, but just be like, but you're really good at this other thing. Just stick to that. So Katy Perry has that fashion line that was called out for blackface, but it was also just offensive in so many other ways. It's so fucking Like offensive ugly. to fashion. It's offensive to fashion. Mm-hmm. So Katy Perry needs to figure out her second move. She needs Real to keep quick. making albums because this fashion just, line like, is not... stay pregnant. Good. Yeah, just make sure Orlando Bloom gets in another movie. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, what's the next move? And it's like, with Taylor, she's always putting out these albums. I'm like, I don't know what she could do. Because her fashion's not great. No. So she's not going to go into fashion. Hopefully. She might make an eye palette. Everyone seems to be doing that. Yeah, I don't need makeup from her either, though. I just feel like she's going to come out with like a line of helmets. Yes. 
you know, or like roller skates or, or like, like suspenders. I feel like that's her look right now or like bows yeah. and headbands. Like cat accessories. Yes. Actually, that would be her smartest move to come out with a line of pet accessories. It's just smart to like start early. Yeah. Because people know. forget about the first weird thing you do. Yeah, it's kind of like you just have to invest in a bunch of bullshit and then eventually mm-hmm. something will take off, maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like you have to be really smart with... I feel like that's the thing. It's like, don't try to make something new. Just invest your money in something that's already kind of there, like 50 Cent did with vitamin water. Um, I mean, T did go bankrupt, so that's not the best example. You know what Taylor Swift could do? She could start a restaurant or a cat cafe. Yeah, because people would go to that shit. Totally. A Taylor Swift cat cafe? We should pitch this to her. I think this is a great idea. You know, I have some business ideas of my own. I can tell. I'm kind of an entrepreneur. I don't know. Maybe you should stop announcing them here or you're wasting your potential. Okay, I'll tell you this business idea and my two friend, my two business partners are going to be pissed. But my friends and I, we had this brilliant idea. And if you're listening to this podcast and you steal it, I'll be able to find you because as you know from the reviews, we don't have that many listeners. So this business idea, it's called Partive. Mm-hmm. And it's a party IV service. Mm. So you go and it's like, you know, when you're really hungover and you're like, oh, fuck, like I wish I had an IV. But it's boring to get an IV. I've gotten one on a date. Nice. It took forever. It was awkward. I was like, I'd rather just be hungover. This, we would be needle girls mm-hmm. and we'd go to bach- bachelor, bachelorette parties and then have like a playlist. We'd do the IVs. We'd have mimosas. We don't know if you can drink while doing mimosas. That was later we'll in the look research. Into it. Yeah. And so Ray, my friend Ray and I were going to go to phlebotomy school to learn how to do needles. And then we're going to move to Nashville this summer to get this business up and running. Yeah. However, turns out you cannot be a phlebotomist and give an IV. You have to be a full-blown nurse. And I'm just not willing to go back to nursing school. Uh, yeah. But we had the whole thing. Our, our merch was going to be get a flow job, get poked. We were going to be needle girls. We were going to dress up. We were going to, you know, have our jokes ready. Do like kind of a, I'll do, you know, an off off thing comedy routine you know poking men being like we thought it was a brilliant idea i see from your face not so much no i like it i'm just as soon as you said the whole nursing school thing i'm like i'm so sorry to see your dream die like right in front of my face it died with one google search Mm -hmm. that is how fast that that dream died and i think if you go to nursing school then you also have to like join an mlm because i think that's just a part of it now i don't even know what that fucking means like the um, multi-level marketing things like LuLaRoe or selling leggings or being a uh, beach body coach or like DMing girls are like, hey girl, I haven't talked to you in so long, but I wanted to talk to you about a really great opportunity where you can be your own boss and take control of your life, but you can also be a mom. Oh, it's like the modern day Mary Kay? Yes. But it's like a ton of different things. Like that's what... Um, being a beach body coach is it's being like hey I lost 30 pounds in three months and I did it because I have six children and then they just tell you that you can do all this shit on the side while coaching other people so they basically make you an expert in your field as soon as you pay them ten thousand dollars to do so I can't believe you don't know about this I, I mean <laughs> you had a it, lot of really nice friends in it, college because I did not and they've all tried to hit me up in one way or another and we don't talk anymore well, I think all my friends in college know for a fact. Oh, Roden and Fields. That's another one. What is it? It's the skincare thing. Roden and Fields. So you like, it trains you to be a coach in what? They basically, for that one, it's basically like you're buying your starter kit. And then it's, it is like Mary Kay where you would buy like a certain amount of the makeup 
and then you're trying to sell it. And while you're selling it, you're also trying to get the person or people you're selling to to buy these expensive kits and start selling things from there. Or it's just basically like trying to get people inspired to lose weight and work out. But by becoming a coach, they have to spend money to become a coach. But I think they say they don't. Um, and then they're trying to recruit other people to become coaches to spend money and start selling like the Beachbody programs and workout things and like, I don't know, like whatever other nutrition stuff. It's just a big yeah, disaster. It's kind of so when I first moved to New York, I became a certified spin teacher. There you go. I took one at New York Sports Club. It was a two day event, 12 hours a day. And it was a pyramid scheme. Like mm. I, they were like, oh, we can help you get a job after. I emailed like every fucking gym in the city. My coach was the most pretentious woman I've ever. She wasn't going to make me a teacher. Like she was like, I can't help you really become a teacher, even though in the sign up, it said it will help you become a teacher. Yeah. But she wanted me to go to a retreat for spin mm. teachers. So she was trying to push this retreat on me. And I was like, I don't think, you know, I don't give a fuck about the industry. Yes. And the workout itself. Like, I'm not trying to... Uh, I'm not trying to change lives here. I'm just trying to get paid to, like, bop around to Rihanna. Yeah. So, basically, she said you can't do... Uh, it's so... It was stupid. I don't... We don't need to talk about this. This is a waste of time. But what, what I'm saying is that I paid to become a sports instructor to not become a sports instructor. Pissed me off. Pissed me the fuck right off. <laughs> still. I'm still angry about it. And guess what? My dad paid for the class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm furious on his account. <laughs> Do you know how hard it was to steal those credit card numbers? To what memorize them, the security code. Um, I have a crazy bitch of the week. Do you watch Vanderpump Rules? Not religiously, but I feel like I am on Instagram enough that I essentially watch all of those shows. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't watch it either, but... Have you heard of Lala Kent? Yes. She's her publicist. We need to get her publicist for, for this real. podcast. She's every headline. I d I've never watched one episode of Vanderpump Rules. I couldn't. If Lisa Vanderpump, is that her name? Lisa Vanderpump? Mm -hmm. So I know her name. So I'm not totally out of the loop. But if she were to walk in here, I would say, who is this person? Yeah. However, Lala Kent, I, I just know so much about her. I don't know why. I know she's. Anyway, <clears throat> she's married to Randall Emmett who mm -hmm. I also one day Googled. Like, one day I just spent Googling Lala Kent and Randall M Emmett. He's You're like, like, you know what? I'm invested now. Like, I should know. Yeah, because she's super hot, and her husband looks like a former bouncer at an Ocean City nightclub. There like, you go. It's just like he's not... I'm like, so what does... He must be making a shit ton of money, which he does. Yeah. But he just looks like... He looks like Ed Hardy himself. Oh. Yeah. And I know exactly what that means. Anyway, so I just know so much about this couple. Never seen the fucking show. They had a kid this week, and they named their daughter Ocean. Spelled like Ocean, or please don't tell me they put an S-H in there or anything. No, it's spelled like okay. the Pacific. It's okay. I knew people in high school that wanted legitimately wanted to name their kid Seven, and then I'm pretty sure Andre 3000 did around that time and it automatically was like oh no seven seven like the number i know but why I isn't that from um what's that show with all the kids you're gonna need to narrow that one down yeah <laughs> <laughs> the show with all the kids uh barney uh <laughs> step by step the brady bunch no the one that's popular on netflix with the kids with the powers and it goes back in time and oh oh um Stranger Things? Stranger Things. That's 11. 
<laughs> my fat ass immediately goes to 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah, I do love a Slurpee. It's so weird people do that. Why did people want to name their kids Seven? I don't know. I think they just thought it sounded cool and it was different. And this was kind of on the cusp of like the weird celebrity names. Like, I don't know if that was a thing before the early 2000s, but I feel like... I was middle of high school and that's when every every celebrity started naming their kid just the weird ass shit. Like that's when Apple, that's when Gwyneth Paltrow had Apple. Yeah, I think it's like you, obviously it's like when you have a child, you're just so excited and you want to be unique and you think of it as a baby, like, oh, this baby ocean. Yeah. But you don't think about when they get to middle school. No. Like you just always have to think of kids are mean. What are kids going to say? Like you have to think of every just uh euphemism they can come up with you have to look at their initials to make sure that it's not smelling like di like i cannot name it well it wouldn't matter if i got me well i guess it could 2021 but like let's say i had a kid that had the last name corby they their name cannot start with a d and their middle name cannot start with an i that's just asking my kid's life to be ruined i wouldn't do that and i would think of all of that like i could still have the epidural flowing through my veins and i'd be like no we can't he'll, his name will be dick he'll be dick for his whole life we can't do it like no, you have to think about these things it's so true like uh my parents were gonna name my brother parker <clears throat> and they were at dinner with my grandfather and they were like oh we're gonna name him parker and my grandfather after like two seconds goes so what's gonna happen when he gets to middle school and everyone asks him if he's gonna park his dick in some right and my parents are like, damn, like my grandfather got that in seconds. Yes. Parker Dickinson, Parker Dickinson, like genius with ocean. What if she's a slut? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, did you ride that wave? There you go. All of Lambda Chi has been in the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a wide ocean. Easy to drown in. Yes. I mean, yeah. even just simple things like, oh, she was like so wet. There's this big surprise. Like you just have to like think of the worst things. You don't want to think that about your baby but you need to. She has one bad yeast infection and they're going to be calling her low tide for the rest of her life. Oh, yeah. Our guest today, really funny guy. Uh, he's a New York stand-up. He's great podcast. It's called Oops, the podcast. Julio Gallarotti. You're a movie with your girlfriend, right? Correct. Correct. Have you done that yet? Um, I do. I am not already living with her. I've never actually lived with a woman before. Like, I... I lived with an ex-girlfriend for like a month once, but like, I don't count that. Yeah, that's Why were you, yeah. (laughs) Also, why were you living with her for a month? She was in college. You're not making this story better. I was, it was just a long time ago. Like I was, I must have been 25. She was like 21, maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember the specifics, but uh, we, we like sublet a place together for two months, but one of the months she was gone. But so are you nervous then to live with a girl? Uh, Like not really, to be honest. I think it's going to be cool. Because in quarantine, we're basically, we're all just living with each other anyway, right? Yeah, you, so. you can't avoid it. Even if you weren't living together, it's like, we've been doing it. Right. We've, we've like, sort of had an opportunity to do some trial runs at it. Like, we stayed in an apartment together for a couple of weeks and, like, really yeah. enjoyed it. And it's, you know, I live with a bunch of people currently. And I sort of feel like I don't have ownership over the space. Like, it's going to be nice to have my own spot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you know what she's nervous about? Could we ask her? Because <laughs> I know yeah. she's got to have something. in front of each other yet? Or yeah, like, that's okay. a big deal. We have two full bathrooms. Oh, that's not fair. How are you so rich? What is going <laughs> on here? <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm not. Uh, but it's one. It's a one bedroom, two full bathrooms. Yeah, that means you're rich in New York. The market, you know, the market is allowing people Wait, to. Good. 
It is true. I mean, the apartment wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to afford it three years yeah. ago, but given, right. you know, we got a big price cut, blah, 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 whatever. To answer your question, we, we don't. We don't talk about that. We don't acknowledge that. It never has happened. I would like to avoid it forever if possible. Same. Really? Yeah. Yes. That was my biggest fear. My boyfriend and I moved in with each other a year ago and everyone was like, oh, are you worried about being around each other? And we also moved in right when we got quarantined. The only thing I was concerned about, genuine fear. I'm like, he's going to hear me pooping. I don't know what to do about that. And I'm still not over it. Like, it's a daily thing. Yeah. So I just don't eat anymore. And that's how I've gotten over it. But like, it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. The guy I'm dating, like the first time I pooped, I made him go for a walk. Yeah. And then he was like, no, we're not doing this. He was like, I'm going to take a shit. Now it is easier, but it's like still awkward. See, it doesn't bother me if he does it. I don't know why. For some reason, I'm like, maybe this is like International Women's Day. Like, I have some progress to make. But, like, there are certain things I still need to find to, like, leave the mystery there. So now I just have it timed. Like, I know he wakes up before I do. And by the time I'm waking up, he's going to go get coffee. So as soon as I hear that door slam, I, like, get up. Like, I can be laying there dying. And as soon as I hear it click, I'm like, I'm up. Let's go. So... Wait, but then on the reverse, do you not want your girlfriend to poop? Or is it you pooping in front of her? Or is it both? Uh, I mean, I just would prefer that we neither of us ever, I'm not like, I, I wouldn't like hold it against her, you know, I, but I would I would hope not. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> but we are sort of on the, I think we're on the same page that we don't want to talk. Like, yeah. we just feel like uncomfortable about it still. I don't know. And this is the thing, her current apartment, she has two roommates that are girls. So like, it's off limits to do anything like that there to begin with because she has roommates. I'm also like 10 years older than everybody, which is weird. So like if, when I go to the bathroom, I put all my clothes up. Like I don't want to be in my <laughs> underwear in the fucking apartment with like these young yeah. girls. It's like weird, you know? And young girls, including your girlfriend. <laughs> she, they're like, they're 10 years, they're all like 10 years younger than me. So it's just like, I feel weird not being fully clothed around them. You know what I mean? Obviously my girlfriend is different, but her roommates, and the bathroom is right next to my girlfriend's room. So like at her apartment, it's kind of an off limits situation. Yeah, okay. So you just don't have coffee that day. You're just like, I gotta be running on fumes. You know, I, 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 I take these things into consideration for sure. Like you've Googled, what's it like having a colostomy bag? <laughs> I haven't, but you know. <laughs> Does that go for farts too? Sorry, I don't mean to harp on this. I'm just very curious to how some people operate in their relationship. Yeah, yes, it goes for that as well. I know. Do you consider a queef a fart? No, no. No, but that happens less often. A queef like, is not a fart. I just had this argument and that was because, you know, how you air builds up. Yeah. But yeah. some people consider it a fart. It's, it's ridiculous. It doesn't smell. It's not a fart. I wish, I wish my farts were queef centric. <laughs> Again, that would make life so much easier because that's half the problem. It's the smell part that everyone has an issue with with all of this, or okay, me. Yeah, I think it's just having an asshole in general is hard for men. Yeah, it's just, it's cramping my style. <laughs> and this isn't the girlfriend you had, you got the tattoo of, right? Uh, I have tattoos of like a couple of different girls, to be honest. Uh, are you talking about the one like from my joke? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a different girl. This girl, so current girl, her name is Hillary. I'm not allowed to like get her name because I have other names. <laughs> so she's like, that would cheap it. Like, I don't want to just be another name. So like, I have tattoos for her, but they're like more subtle. Is it because you love tattoos so much or you love these girls so much? I think both. I, I think tattoos are spurred on by some like very intense emotion for me, at least. 
Me too. I'm like, I need to get one. And then, so it'll be one, it can be sad or happy or love or whatever. But you have a, you have a bunch of tattoos? I didn't know that. Yeah, I have like seven. Um, and I got one on a match, I got one on a first date and it was matching and people were like, oh, do you regret it? And I was like, no, I don't regret it at all because it's such a funny story in my mind. Totally. And it, you know, it, re- it sort of like represents, it's like a timestamp of like what you were doing at the time. And to me, it's like interesting. And people are like, is she pissed? I'm like, no, like, what, she, she gonna be mad? I, I guess people could be mad about it. I understand that. But like, I don't, I can't picture myself being with somebody who would be mad about that. I don't think you can be mad about that, right? Cause it's like, it's before I met you. It was a decision I have, like I have herpes. It, it's the same thing. It's a tattoo on my vagina pretty much. And uh, <laughs> so it's not like, what can you do? You know, it's what happened from a previous relationship. Totally. And I think it's like someone, uh, the the person I keep bring, the person I'm dating I keep bringing it up because that's my only frame of reference of dating, but um, he has photos with his girlfriend on his grid, his ex girlfriend from like years ago, and he was like I would never delete those because in that time it was like that time of my life. But some people delete them, and I'm like yeah I wouldn't delete my ex boyfriend either because it's like I cared about him during that time and that feels like very petty. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm never a fan of the deleting thing. Unless they did something horribly wrong and I've never been fucked over really in that way or maybe I just give way too many second chances. But like either way, there's just people that it's like, well, it happened. Because I feel like it's more awkward if they they get deleted because it's very clear that you were living a life with someone and then if you take them out of the picture, it's like, so. Do you have pictures of your ex-girlfriends on your Instagram? Do you even post that? I have a couple of like an older ex-girlfriend. Um, one of my exes I had sort of a falling out with afterward. Like we had, we, we became friends and then she sort of like did some shit that was kind of annoying. And then no, that was like fucked up sort of, to be honest, um, <laughs> to try to kind of like wedge between like, to like make her current boyfriend jealous, just kind of like crossing the line. So I kind of like deaded her. So like I wouldn't keep her on my shit, but like my girlfriend before that is on my Instagram still. So yeah, whatever. How it's your life. That's what was happening in your life. Yeah. So are you always in a relationship then? No, that's funny. Like I'm not a relation. I'm not a serial dater. I went years bef- between uh, my current girlfriend and the girlfriend before that. But like what I will do is sort of like, I don't move on from the last person I dated till I start dating somebody new. Oh, I feel the same way. Like I was in over my sixth grade boyfriend until like literally a month ago. Right? It's <laughs> you no, but it's you don't move on till you like find a new person, you know? Yeah, because yeah. you're like, is that the best I'll ever do? <laughs> <laughs> I said my ex-boyfriend from college was like, no one will love you like I will. And literally I was like, for years, like he's so right. That's such a like the first person you ever loved thing to think though. Like, you know, like I remember saying that to girls, like, oh, no one will ever love you like I do. Like it's just fully not true. Like those girls are married now and like being loved much better. <laughs> That I ever loved them, you know what I mean, in a much more substantial, like substantive way. Wait, you've said that? It's hard to believe. I definitely have said that, yeah. Like at some point. It's so funny because you have such a. Um, you remind me of the actor uh, Anton Yelnich. Do you get that? Did he die? He did die. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I've never gotten that before, but I, I know. I think I know who he is. Oh my gosh, he has such like a loving, he's so sweet. So it's like, I feel like you have, not that you're not a good person, but it like could go either way because you have such an innocent face. So you could either be like Ted Bundy or you could be like the sweetest guy in the world. And now you'll show your true colors by threatening girls who are leaving you. Um. I think like, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I think that there's definitely been times where I've been kind of tough to pin down, not even trying to like brag, just like the type of person who, 
I'd be kind of dating somebody and maybe they would think it was more of a thing than I thought. You know what I mean? Which I don't feel bad about. Like we both have to be on the same page. You know what I mean? It's not my responsibility for, to make another person happy, sacrifice my own happiness. You know what I mean? So like that, but like when I have a girlfriend, like I'm definitely a good boyfriend. I don't like conspire to cheat on her or I don't like talk to other girls or anything. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Is your girlfriend's not a comic? She's not. No. Yeah. It's too toxic. I can imagine it becoming toxic. Have you ever dated a comic? Have you guys dated comics? Uh, you know, dated is a very strong word, but <laughs> definitely had a toxic relationship with a couple. So what was toxic about it? Because like my perception of what the toxicity would be is like, you know, there's obviously that toxic comic behavior, but also like, is there something toxic about when a person starts doing better? And like, is, is that a thing? Like, I'm so curious about it. Uh, I guess the most recent toxic thing, it was like, um, he came on my podcast and like, had just asked me to have phone sex and then came on and told me I had a girlfriend like on my podcast. And then he wouldn't send me the audio because he said he sounded too much like an asshole. And I talked about it, but I didn't say his name. So, so yeah, kind of like people doing better and thinking they can talk about it versus what you can. That's, that's lame as fuck. Fuck that. Yeah. So it's just kind of, and it's also like you have to see them around. Like when stand up comes back, it's like you can't choose what shows you're on together. I know. I've, I've made that mistake with other people in the industry. Like casting people or bookers <laughs> or like, I, it's, and it's a, but it's sometimes, you know, you get in the situation where it's like, no matter what you do, you're fucked. Like if you don't do it, you're fucked. If you do it, you're fucked. But not doing it always prevails. <laughs> yeah. Period. Like it might be shitty for a second, but not doing it always prevails. A hundred percent. Wait, did you go straight from college, college to stand up? Like when did you start stand up? I started probably four or five months after I graduated from school. From college okay that's the same with me so i've never really had like a real corporate experience where i know what it's like to be professional in any sense <laughs> i i start i began one and i i lasted there like a little less than a year um but that was it so i don't really necessarily consider that much what were you doing like working in real real estate i see that for you really <laughs> yeah because you're like a good looking guy is very charming and like you're like oh buy this <laughs> shitty apartment and people are like i can't okay. trust him <laughs> well I, it's funny i was selling like commercial buildings uh yeah which is like it is what it is it's a sales job um but i found i was like kind of looked i always sort of looked a little younger than i was especially i guess when i i'm not trying to say that's still true when i was when i was younger thank you i wasn't fishing for that but thanks um when i was like 22 you know i looked like i was 16 so i'd show up to these guys buildings to talk about selling their buildings and they would fucking laugh in my face you know yeah. So it was a little tricky. Maybe if I stuck with it, who knows, but wasn't Yeah, I can't imagine that'd be fun. It's no. stressful. It's the type of job that like they're intangibles. You know what I mean? Like you're built to do sales. Like this quarter I got to perform and like I have to be able to promise things and deliver them and like be competitive and grind. Like I'm not, none of that's really for me. And that's what you went to school for? No, I went to, I studied international relations. Um, I played tennis in college. And I've taught tennis up until, you know, the last four or five years uh, while, like, as a side job from comedy. Oh, so, so you like, can, like, play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we, I played for, like, a, for, like, a Division One program. And it was, like, not top of the top tier Division One, but, like, but still, still, like, pretty serious. Yeah. And did you not go pro? Because I feel like going pro with tennis is, like, going pro with golf, where it's just so expensive to get started and the chance of, like, actually. So, like, to put it into perspective, like, you know Michael Costa? Yeah. 
He's a very good tennis player. I would say like him in his prime is like a big step ahead of me. That That's even maybe putting it modestly. Like now we play every once in a while and like he's older than me. And if he, the way he plays, if he's not really fit, like you can kind of like get lucky and take games, take sets off of him. But like if he was in pure like peak form, I think he would kick my ass. Um, so to put that in perspective, like he sort of played pro, like kinda, and he was like 800 in the world which means that I wouldn't even have been top thousand if anything. Like, it's just so hard to be that good. I, I, yeah. I wasn't good enough to be pro is the answer. It's so interesting yeah. that tennis is – it's like soccer that I forget. Well, I guess soccer is a bigger sport. But yeah. it is a huge sport that you don't really, like, think about until it's like the te- – you know, the world – or the – what's the cup called? <laughs> like the US <laughs> Open or whatever. Like Yeah, yeah like it's such a prestigious – it's like a, such a rich sport, I guess. Yeah, it, it kind of, it is, but it's funny because it's a rich sport recreationally, but like, unless you're paying so much money, getting tennis lessons isn't going to make you good enough to be a pro because yeah. like you need somebody to be correcting you every second so that your technique doesn't get all fucked up. So that's why a lot of like professional tennis players, their parents were tennis instructors because like you need that dedication or literally need to spend a bajillion dollars to have like a live in tennis coach or yeah. you're not going to have a chance. So do you think that's why people who, like, you, Hannah Burner, Michael Costa, all do comedy, it's, like, the discipline of it, or just, like... Maybe. Like, I- I've noticed that there's a lot of, sort of, like, athletes who do comedy. Like, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. We danced with so Skylar and I went to high school together. We were on dance. So we know exactly what you're talking about. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're professional dancers. We place eighth every year, so... Yeah. Uh, eight, by the way. But I will say, like, uh, when you count in dance, it's, like, mm. beats... Right. And that's how I think of timing jokes. Oh, wow. Interesting. So it's like a weird rhythm thing. And I wonder if it's like either the discipline in sports or like the, I don't know. I think the competition maybe has something to do with it. Yeah. I, I, I don't like competition. I don't like that feeling of competition, which I like comedy for that reason, because the competition is ambiguous. Like you can search for the competition, but you don't need to. Like it, it doesn't need to be like that because it's too much about perspective and opinion and like it's hard to like empirically say this guy's the funniest I like that about it I like that I don't feel as much pressure I don't feel like the guy across the net is fucking trying to cheat me or like is a dick or like getting in my head you know what I mean so I don't know I I don't know what brought me to it and or whatever but that could have something to do with it I'm not really sure I feel like with women not all women but when I lived in LA especially I felt like it was like that no one would tell each other about like their JFL audition or an audition they had. And it was such a weird competitive. It felt so gross. Yeah. I do think in New York, it's just about getting better and being funnier. Yeah. I think maybe that's a product of there being more opportunities to perform like in LA, like, as you know, I've, I've I've spent a lot of time there in the comedy scene as well. Like you just don't have as much opportunity to like get good at comedy because you, you don't get, the stage time that's the quality stage time or whatever so it becomes a lot about this weird intangible stuff like who you're friends with and like if you are in the right crowd which is like really toxic you know what I mean so it becomes like that like your friend decides one day that like you're not cool enough for them like there's like a lot of that kind of shit and that like hurts and like feels shitty well that's what I've always said I was like you know people do comedy because they were losers like no one like killed it in high school and like got up and did comedy actually maybe Hannah Burner, but I really like her so that's different but like you know no one's cool so then when I feel like a loser in comedy I'm like I'm a loser among losers like we're all losers I don't understand you guys seem like you were cool though in high school were you not 
Oh, not at all. <laughs> like my homecoming date, one of the years definitely asked me because none of the other cool girls were available anymore. And I was just like there and I'm like pumped. We walk into homecoming and he goes and finds like the girl he wanted to ask that had just gone with like her older boyfriend or something. I'm like, this is sick. I wasn't asked to dances. It wasn't really, uh, it just wasn't in the <laughs> wasn't car. In the <laughs> you guys go to like a fancy California high school? We're from Virginia. Oh, oh really? Yeah. No, Hannah, I've always thought that you're from LA. I don't know why. I'd make it seem like I am. Because <laughs> I'm from USC. It's by design. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. There you go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And our high school was like, I think there were 750 that graduated my class. Yeah, we had like three or four thousand in that school. That's it was crazy. fucking absurd. So. And I still couldn't get a prom date. Fucking kill me. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, you've had a glow up then, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's what I, I one time at a party after college, a guy goes, you went from here to here. And I was like, that's still not that high. Like, it's still not above your head. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, were you cool at high school? So I like, I was cool, but I was like the cool guy who never got laid. I was kind of like a, like a beta. Like, I was just kind of a pussy. Like, I don't, I'd be friends with the girl who, like, the guy would be mean to her, and then I would be the friend who listened all night. But, like, I never, you know what I mean? I, I, I just didn't, I, like, didn't have it. Like, I, I was, like, the funny guy, but, like, I didn't, I never, like, hooked up with a girl until senior year. I feel like you're the type of guy that every girl liked, but they were scared to tell because they were, like, I don't think he, like, likes, like, if you're not making moves, it's very hard to tell, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. but, I, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that. I wasn't. I, I don't know. I, I just did. Like, I also was like chubby, kind of. Like, I don't know if that helped, help, like, affected my confidence or if maybe people didn't think I was cute or something because of that. Plus, my like inability to sort of like fucking go for it type of thing. You know what I mean? That's pretty um, surprising from a full Italian man. I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I didn't really. So, I was cool and like I was friends with a lot of people, but I, I wasn't necessarily like the guy, the ladies, the lady slayer. Do you think that's why you have so many tattoos of old girlfriends? I didn't start that till until my twenties. <laughs> so no. But maybe, maybe the, the root of it stems from making that. up for lost time. Exactly, exactly. Wait, so where did you go to college? Boston University. Okay. And then you so you were like, I'm gonna be an international man, man of mystery. Like, I didn't know what I was gonna major in. My dad's a professor and he is kind of like just study whatever you want. Like, it doesn't matter. You're, it's an undergrad. You don't need to like be specialized in it. He wasn't like, you need to go to school for a reason type of person. I don't know. You'd think that a guy who, who was a professor would be more involved. He like didn't care if I went to college or not. He's like, dude, college is bullshit. He sort of had this, he's like, it's elitist. He's like, it's only, it favors like the, I don't know, I'm probably gonna get him in trouble with this. And then did they care you became a comic? I feel like that's every parent's worst nightmare. Um... I think they were concerned because I don't think they wanted to be like supporting me. It's one of those things. I, I kind of got lucky early on and had a couple things go right for me, but then there was have been a lot of ups and downs since that. And so anytime anything good happened, you know, I knew all along when things get tough, you might want to consider a real job back and forth with that. Um, but I think I've lasted long enough now that they've accepted this is what I do. And I think that they're proud of me. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like my parents now make more jokes to me because they think they're like, you know, my dad will make very sexual jokes because he's like, I listen to you. Now you have to listen to my jokes. And I'm like, it's different, though, because mine are funny and yours are just disgusting as a father. <laughs> so is your mom or dad funnier? My dad is funnier when he when he doesn't try to be. Mm -hmm. And when he does try to be, he is not funny at all. It's actually That's how my dad is, too. Yeah. When he's trying, 
when he has a bit he wants to call me about when he's like wants to shoot the shit and talk shit it's not funny but when like he has a genuine reaction to something very funny were your parents strict growing up at all not overly i mean i sir i had like to be home and if i didn't want to be home i had to lie you know what i mean and like make some shit up um they were in, in between they were reasonable but they also didn't just let me do whatever i wanted they'd get mad at me if i like spent money their money without telling them or if i like fucked up the car or something that's when i'd get in the most trouble it was um, pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's it all pretty fair stuff. Or, like, if they found out I lied, they'd be, like, hurt. It's crazy because you come from such a – I guess my parents are great, too, and I do come from a close family, but people will always be like, it's weird you do comedy because your parents aren't, like – you don't come from a broken family or, like, you know. Yeah. So, is that weird for you, too? Not really. Um, not, not really. I, I don't necessarily think that – like, for example, your comedy, which, by the way, I'm a very big fan of. I think you're very funny. And nice. I love your Twitter. I'm serious. I've, I've always held you in very high regard. Like, your, some of your stories are, like, so funny because they're just, like, tragic. Like, I hear <laughs> some of your stories. I'm like, this is so sad. Oh, my God. This poor girl. Like, why can't she just get out of her own way? You know, I'm sure you lean into it for the sake of comedy, and I'm sure you have your life together. But, like, some of the stories you talked about, weddings and bridal parties, whatever, it's, like, funny shit, you know? I don't have that stuff as much, but if I see you, I'm not like, oh, she comes from a broken family or whatever. I'm just like, oh, she just can't get out of her own way. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's so funny. And that's so funny. So you don't need a broken home necessarily for comedy. <laughs> you just need to be a broken person, which can happen along the way, which is so true. Right, but I have hope for you. I mean, it sounds like you've got, you have a nice boyfriend now and things are going trending up. I've been seeing a therapist for six months, so right. hopefully I'll come out, out, you know, swinging out of quarantine, but... Are you in therapy? No, but I was for like seven years. And then you graduated, you were like, I'm done? So it's funny, I uh, I used to take Adderall. I never really abused it, but like throughout my twenties, I took Adderall. Every day, small dosage, barely even felt it. In order to get that prescription, I had to see a therapist. That was the way my insurance did it. So I showed up for the Adderall, but like stayed for the therapy. I was like, whoa, this is great. So I just started going, and then one day my insurance stopped co- covering it. I also stopped taking Adderall, and then my, my life also sort of started to kind of come together in a positive way where I didn't feel like I needed it, but I was in it for a long time, and it was great. Was it hard to get off Adderall? Yeah, but it started to just, like, freak me out. You know what I mean? Like, I would just kind of start to have heart palpitations more often than what, than what seemed normal. I was like, do like, taking this for long term, they're like, oh, you're well below the, the normal dose, but I still was kind of freaked out that like I would do long-term damage. And I used to kind of be under the thing where I was like, I just want to enjoy my life. I don't care if I like develop heart problems. And as I start to get older, I'm like, okay, wait a second. Like I'm going to be old soon. Maybe like, maybe I don't want that to happen. So I kind of was just like, let's see if I can figure out a way to, to live without it. I gained weight, which sucked. Um, I've, I've since sort of like, like, it kind of coincided with the whole quarantine stuff. Like I have, I've lost a little bit of it, but like I gained weight, which was a hard thing to stomach. And I don't know if it's inevitable or not. It felt like it, I had taken it for so long that it fucked up my hormones or whatever the fuck it did. I just felt like all of a sudden I was just gaining a bunch of weight, maybe eating more. I don't know. It's hard to tell when you're not actually counting. You're like, am I eating more or, oh yeah, I had eight bags of goldfish. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's maybe a little bit of both. And I think I had already maybe gained a little bit of weight, like not in an unhealthy way, now that I look back on it. Like looking at the span of my body, like I sort of 
was not in touch with that. Like I was really, really skinny when I lived in LA and I didn't think that I was. I looked horrible. Like my, I looked all like anorexic. Like my ears were all big. Like, you know, when, when people have eating disorders, you like their face looks all weird. Yeah. That it was starting to get to that point. So like I put on weight like healthily, but then I started like feeling negative about that. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But also you were in LA, you know? That was part of it. And also like I went out there to work. Like I went out there to, to audition and act and whatever. And like my agents kind of went radio silent on me pretty early in the process. And like exercise was the only thing that I had control of. So I was just like exercising all day long. Yeah. I said I'd never move back unless I get a job there. I just- I like, I like that. It's so depressing. Yeah, yeah. It's nice for a few weeks and then it starts to get a little- slow and sad the one positive thing about la is like comedians are kind of highly regarded in general like you'll meet some of the big oh you're a comic and in new york i find that people are much more cynical about it they're like oh you're a comic really like nice like, really? How, do you, how do you pay the bills that's been my experience maybe that's just my personal is that the girls you go out with <laughs> no no I, I mean from just like everybody not not getting dry. i feel like the girls i go out with are actually into the comedy i just mean sort of like social circles in general kind of judging that like thinking like I must do something else for money <laughs> which was true most of the time <laughs> yeah so I always well when anyone asks me because I do Comedy Central like digital stuff I always say I work in marketing just because of that because I'm so sick of people being like so what do you do for money right like this is rude yeah <laughs> <laughs> but now do you talk about your girlfriend on stage I guess we haven't done stand-up in a while but do you talk about her on, on your podcast or like does she get sensitive about stuff so I talk, I do talk about her on my podcast a lot. I talk about her in stand-up as well. She's kind of a private person, which makes that line difficult to toe, I guess. I don't know if I'm using that word right. But I don't talk about like sex stuff about her. Okay. Um, there's there's like other shit. And like, as far as the podcast goes, I mean, there's so much, there's so many topics. Like anything that happens is something worth talking about on a podcast, you know what I mean? Whereas for stand-up, it's like a little more specific. Um, she doesn't mind that I talk about exes, she's pretty cool, actually. She's she's like pretty laid back in general about it. But I also know not to cross a certain line, but I don't even want to cross that line. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, my girlfriend's a fucking whore. Like I would never, you know what I mean? I would never say some shit like that anyway. I And like, she's almost never gotten, and she doesn't care about what I say in other podcasts. Like there was one time where I was saying how her bitmoji was hot and like I wanted to bang her bitmoji and like if that was fucked up or whatever. And she got like kind of mad at me about that clip. Just Everyone's like, emoji is hotter than them. Yeah. Not to defend you against your girlfriend, but I've I totally. literally tweeted that before. Everyone's emoji is so hot. So, <laughs> absolutely. And, and I, I don't think that was the issue. I think the issue was, like, the idea of me talking about banging her at all was just, uh, like, uh, her coworkers follow me, like, just shit like that. She just, like, it's just, she's like, can you at least change the title of the title of the clip was, like, the clip was the issue. The title was like, I want to bang my girlfriend's bitmoji or something. I forget. And that's, that's not, yeah, that's bad. And her coworkers follow you. Yeah. And also the word bang is like. Bang is, I know. What frat answer? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, and I, I almost always understand. We very rarely run into any issues. Um, I'm very happy with her. I, you know, things have gone well, knock on wood. Hopefully they continue to. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't grill you too hard because you are moving in together. You don't want to lose that on that lease. <laughs> no, you can. You can. You can ask me whatever. And how did you guys meet? It, we met through a friend, sort of like a friend of mine's friend. Da da da, like one of those kind of things. So like Hinge? No, no, no. <laughs> there's no technology involved. 
Um, wow. She actually never has been on Bravo. a date. Who is this girl? I know. I know. <laughs> Sounds like a unicorn. And it's funny, knowing her now, the way that I came on to her was like really not as smooth <laughs> as I thought. I like slid in the DMs. I had seen pictures of her and other people's stories and I just thought she was like really hot. And I like DM'd her and she kind of got the wrong impression of who I was and wasn't that into it at first. But I thought that I was like killing it, you know? I was like feeling myself. What was yeah. your DM? What was your opening line? The like slot, the surfer guy, like sliding oh, in the DMs. <laughs> oh, wow. You were like, this is going to fucking kill. I was like, this is going to crush. And then I asked her, I was like, you want to go to the museum tomorrow? She's like, I have a job. Like, what is wrong? Like, I, it just, <laughs> it wasn't going as well as I had thought. Tuesday, what are you talking about? Literally, she's like, I have a job. So then she thought that I was like a rich kid or something who like didn't do anything. I love a trust fund boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess she wasn't feeling it from the way that I was putting it out there at least. And also like I was, I was going to the Hamptons for, for Labor Day weekend or Memorial Labor Day. And I had seen a pic, a video, like a boomerang of her in the Hamptons at some point a few weeks earlier. So I thought that I would use that as like a, something to talk about, but it just came off super douchey. I was like, you going to be in the Hamps this weekend? I think. Oh it God. <laughs> It's really bad looking back on it, but Did you call it the Hamps. I called it the Hamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's over here like I'm gonna bang her emoji, and she's like, absolutely not. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and and honestly, the reason why I think we're together though, she like put me. She was like really wanted to move slow. So like my sort of barrage and assault of being like, I want to like get all hot and heavy right away. Like I came on super strong. Like she didn't allow that to happen. And I think by like putting me on her pace, it really set the tone nicely and let us kind of like experience things over a long period of time, which made it kind of like a nice simmer, slow burn, which has led to where we are now. Hell yeah. Well, you're talking to someone who's going to Miami with someone I met a month ago, so. Um. <laughs> but that's, that's a, a month's like a, is a kind of a while. Is it? I mean, it's not that crazy, honestly. You're going for a weekend? Yeah. I think it's that's not moving too fast. I don't think. Right, because he's moving back to the city and I'm moving home, so he's been like kind of like living with me. So it just kind of has moved pretty quick. He lives with you. Where are you right now? Well, right now I'm in Long Island for work, but I live in Tribeca. Okay, so but you're not displaced. You're like in your apartment in Tribeca. Yeah, I guess I move quick and it always ends quick. But for me, I'd rather that. I was like, okay, let's just like have like a three-year marriage in four weeks. Like that sounds right. fun. <laughs> but I don't right. know toxic comic in me like you're saying maybe i don't know like i i just know that for me and i don't know if this is some like primal fucking bullshit but like something about like conquering the conquest too easily makes it like where do you go from there you know what i mean like if i would come on really strong and the person that i was doing that to was really receptive like it would make it hard to sustain it that makes sense pushback, yeah. which is fucked up but like you know i can't i i don't know yeah, it sounds a little fucked up, but I can understand what you're saying, and I yeah. love it. Like, yeah, I, I relate to it. It's like, yeah, they're so into it so quick. You're like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Exactly. Even though it was my fault. Like, I got it here, and now I don't like it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that is a comic thing. Skylar, what do you think? What do I think about what? About, like, the slow moving. burn versus moving too fast? Yeah, do you think you move fast? I don't think so. I mean, so I've been with my boyfriend for almost six years and moved in with each other after almost five. Like there's just, it's 
been a slower burn, but I think we both have, we both equaled each other out. Like it wasn't me being like, no, 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 let's tone things down. But nobody was really rushing the other person either. I think my thing would be if I thought we were rushing things or moving really quickly and I was enjoying it, the only thing in the back of my anxious little mind would be like, okay, well, when we slow, like when we lose this momentum, is the other shoe going to drop? Or it would just be exhausting me to have to keep that going all the time. It's like giving somebody a really sick birthday present and then being like, okay, I have to top that and just trying to do it bigger and better and all that. And after a while you're like, I'm tapped out. I don't know what else to get you. Like, yeah. So I would rather the slow burn, but it almost needs to be a slow burn where you're like, okay, but like, I also need reassurance that you're very into this too. (laughs) Cause if it's too slow, then I do the girl thing and I'm like, I'm assuming you're not interested. So Mm. I don't know. I need, I'm the annoying person right now where I'm like, I just need it halfway in between both of you. I think as far as comedy is concerned though, you're right. Cause like you want, you want the approval in comedy of the people who are rejecting you. You know what I mean? Like you don't appreciate the spots you're getting. You're pissed about the people who don't book you. Exactly. So it's like, it becomes some, it, it can definitely leak over into your personal life where it's like, this person likes me, but like I, that I, I want people who don't like me or something. I don't exactly. Know. It's like, who's not texting you who you're like, what right. the fuck? And you just gotta yeah. get over that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's only, we'll talk in two weeks and <laughs> that's what I like. It's like, I like uh, a little bit. A little excitement. Yeah. I like it a little bit chaotic, you know, <laughs> keep me horny. So Skylar and I do this thing every week. We'll do it. We'll ha- I want to try it. We do a fetish of the week. Where I'll say a fetish, and you guys have to guess what it is. And usually, Scholar and I do it in our intro, but I actually think it'd be interesting to see if a guy could get it. So, <clears throat> what is this fetish? <clears throat> Spectrophiliacs. People who like to bang ghosts. <laughs> Wait. You got that so fast. <laughs> Skylar has never gotten. I don't get anything right at all, and I think way too hard about it. You just came right out the gate. <laughs> have you heard of that before, or did that just make too much sense to you? Do you have that? Is that you? No, no, it's definitely not me. But Spectre isn't that just a ghost? I don't know. See, I'm thinking specs. I'm like, you're turned on by glasses. Like, <laughs> maybe we're just dumb. I think that might be it. I'm starting to realize that I don't like this segment anymore, and I don't want to do it. Anyway, how tell us more, Hannah, but also wow. Literally, the definition is riled up by ghosts. So you got it so quickly. But I only think of the scary movie two movie, you know, when she fucks that ghost. But this hotel that I'm at, it's called the Mansion. I keep calling it the Grand Budapest Hotel, but it's called <laughs> it's called the Mansion at Glen Cove. But I, I think it's haunted. I I I think it's haunted and I'm, I can't tell if I'm nervous or turned on because those two for me kind of run in the same. Yeah. So maybe you're into this. Who knows? Maybe I am one of these people, but I'm trying to think of like who would be into ghosts or like want to fuck ghosts. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an abstract fetish. Like you can't really do anything about it. You have to do like fucked up foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> Where you like, you th- you like, you have to, if I'm the ghost, like I'm in the bathroom, like making a little bit of noise. <laughs> And she's like, is anyone there? And they're like <laughs> moving a chair to get you more turned on. Exactly. <laughs> but do you think you could actually fuck a ghost? Do you think this is possible? Do you believe in ghosts? Either, both of you. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why not. 
Okay. Yeah, I get, like I, I don't. I'm not like fully against the idea of the, of the, of them. I'm not like scared of them. I believe in them enough that the other day I was throwing something out at 2 a.m. and saw something out of the corner of my eye and like just threw that shit in the garbage thing in the hallway and ran. So I don't not believe in them, obviously, yeah. but I'm scared of something. Yeah, <laughs> I like also like I'm not scared of them. <laughs> <laughs> you like. Scared. Don't scare me. I'm, I'm fine. I can fucking <laughs> take one, whatever. And there's like scratches on the headboard here. I don't know. Maybe it was a ghost, but I'm. And then it turned me on a little. Maybe I do have this. I don't know. <laughs> you literally might have that. I think you should explore this. Well, good luck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm gonna take my pants off after this. It'll be great. Um. Okay. Well, we only have a little bit more time, but I do want to ask: What is one secret you'd never want your mom to know? I sold, I used to sell, uh, sell my blood in college because yeah. I like wanted money, like spending money. And like, I didn't like, you know, I, I was playing tennis. I, didn't, I couldn't really do a job, like a side job. So that you, there was this place you could sell your blood once every three months for like 50 bucks. Okay. But <laughs> you didn't donate it like a normal human. No, I sold it for, for money. You have type O? Uh, I don't even remember. I think I had a normal blood type. I don't think it was, O was like the rare one, right? Yeah, O is apparently the best, and also it's better for COVID, I just found out. Like, if you have COVID and you have O blood type, you're, like, pretty sad. I think I had a more mainstream. I don't, I don't remember what kind, but I would go every three months on the dot. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't and, selling plasma. Like, it was just blood. Straight up blood. What did the place look like? You went to a basement or what? No, it was called, like, Research Blood something. Like, they, would, they would needed blood to do research, I guess. Um and they had this thing in our on our campus where you could like do these one-off jobs. It was sort of like the the precursor to say Task Rabbit, and like okay. the blood place was always on the board. So that was just like a quick and easy one where I didn't have to like do anything. I could just go and do it. Do you know what they did with it? I have no idea. <laughs> Which is also so like you need fifty bucks every three months. Not bad. Like it's not that much money. I know. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Were you a drug addict? No, I just like didn't have any money. Like in college, it sucked. And like, you know, where I went to school, like everybody was like fancy, all these fancy kids. Where'd you I, go? Sorry. Where'd you go to Boston, school? Uh, Boston. Oh, right. Sorry. Right, right. It's expensive. There was a lot of like a lot of international kids. Like people had just had a lot of money and it just like felt shitty to not be able to participate. Like we didn't have those, those campus activities necessarily. You had to go out and spend money to do shit. And what about just like getting a job? I, just, I had tennis. Oh, right. Okay, you literally had no time. I just didn't have enough time to take on, like, a regular commitment job. It's interesting because at USC, they, like, paid their D1 – they paid their athletes. The football players literally got iPads. They got unlimited food. They got, like, money to buy shit on campus. And so it's – it would always piss me off. But then I'd be like, well, I guess it is the full-time job. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and especially for those programs, I mean – those kids are like generating so much money. Exactly. I have no problem with it. I mean, the tennis team at BU, we weren't exactly, you know. No I'm just surprised they didn't give you any perks at all. There were some perks. We got to sign up for classes first. We got free tutoring. But yeah, it wasn't, we weren't getting money for, for a living. And you don't know, maybe the people in the blood place were like, listen, I've got some tennis player blood here. Like, if you want to get <laughs> this first, this costs extra. You don't know. Possible. So. They always said I had good veins, which freaked me out a little interesting like nice and i was like <laughs> i had a nurse once she told me i had bad veins but she was also wearing jeans where are your scrubs where's your scrubs 
But I wonder if you could sell it with herpes. I know I'm really harping on the herpes thing, but I don't know if you can sell it. I know you can donate it if you have herpes, but I don't know if you would sell it with herpes. I'm pretty sure I dated somebody who had it. Um, and I just didn't tell you? She like never admitted it, but like that was a rumor that I had heard about her previously. And then I'm pretty sure it's true. Like she kind of acted like it wasn't, whatever. But it never was anything that bothered, was, that necessarily bothered me. And I don't think it should be. Like it's definitely has a negative stigma that it doesn't deserve. I don't think it's a big deal. So you didn't ask the girl? You were just no, like- I, I, I did uh, at one point eventually. And she's like, oh, that's a rumor that was spread about me, whatever. Like I foolishly, I'm like embarrassed about this now. I went to the doctor before I like slept with her without a condom to ask him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're fine, dude. He like looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, go, he's like, have fun. He's like, I was like, should I use a condom? He was like, no. Sick. He's like, if she doesn't have any visible sores, you're fine, dude. Go like fucking raw dog it. Like essentially, I was like, okay, I'm like, it's cool. Who's this doctor? Yeah, right? <laughs> he's, like, he's the guy buying your blood. He's like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> is this under the same insurance of your Adderall? Like, should I meet him? This yes, this is under the same insurance. I'm gonna send every guy that I date now to your doctor. I'm gonna go see this guy and talk to him. He'll be fine. A pro herpes doctor. <laughs> your doctor definitely had herpes, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, thanks so much for doing this. Of um, do you want to plug your handles, your podcast, what you're doing, your girlfriend, your address, whatever? Yeah, sure. Um, my, my podcast is uh, called Oops the Podcast. Um, it's just sort of like a standard comedy podcast. We shoot the shit. Uh, check that out. Also, I am doing this podcast called Pack Light, which is basically a podcast about traveling alone. Um, I did a road trip by myself around the country that, I, that was the fir- first season. And I'm going to Central Asia for the second season. Um, in May, so that should be out sometime in the summer. In your first one, where was your favorite place you went? Probably like, like down south. I had never, I hadn't spent much time there. Like, there was a little bit of overlap on the trip. I went to like twenty states in oh. like thirteen or fourteen days. Um, I drove a shit ton, but mi- I had a lot of really cool experiences in Mississippi. You're the uh, first person, literally, to ever say that. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't necessarily a lot there, but it's just. There's a lot of like culture shock worthy stuff, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they kind of have like a weird coastline on the Gulf that's like kind of random and a lot of good food, obviously a lot of sort of controversial history that's kind of interesting. Um, so that was cool. And also the George Floyd Memorial was really cool. And I went there like a few weeks after that all happened. So that was like a powerful experience. Yeah. Wow. Now I feel like an asshole for saying that. That is <laughs> strong. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Thank and um, I'll talk to you soon. This will come out next week. Amazing. Cool. I had a great time. Thanks for having me. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.